BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about stem cell research. You know, stem cell research is a really close contender with genetically modified foods as one of the most controversial areas of scientific research. But what exactly is stem cell research, and why are so many people against it? Well, we'll talk about that, but first, this podcast is brought to you by Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher Smart Radio is a great way to listen to thousands of podcasts and talk radio shows on your mobile device. It's easy, free, and no syncings required. You can download Stitcher for free. Just go to stitcher.com slash everyday and enter promo code QDT. As you've hopefully been told by now, you started out your life as a single cell. As I mentioned in my episode on interspecies breeding, This cell, called a zygote, is formed when one of your father's sperm cells fuses with one of your mother's egg cells. You'll need to ask your parents if you want more details on just how that fusion occurs. Now that single cell divided, and divided again, and eventually formed a mass of cells called a blastocyst. The outer wall of the blastocyst eventually fused with the wall of your mother's uterus to form the placenta. The inside of the blastocyst is mostly hollow, with a small mass of cells called the embryoblast, which eventually went on to form the embryo, which became you. Now, during the beginning of this process, all of the cells in the embryoblast were identical. As they continued to divide, they started to differentiate, becoming specific types of cells depending on what part of the body they would end up forming. Eventually, these groups of differentiated cells would clump together to form tissue that would in time form organs. So in the end, you wind up with lots of different types of cells, bone cells, heart cells, brain cells, liver, skin, etc., that all started out or stemmed from a single type of cell. This initial cell is called a stem cell. Now, as you know, most of us are fortunate enough to have bodies with relatively powerful healing properties. If you get a cut on your arm, for example, it eventually will heal. The blood cells you lost will regenerate, new skin cells will form to close the cut, And after a while, you'll be as good as new, plus or minus a little scarring. Now this healing comes from the fact that certain organs have specialized stem cells inside of them. Your bones have hematopoietic stem cells, which are stem cells that can form different blood cells. Your skin has stem cells, which allows it to form new skin to heal cuts. Unfortunately, not all of our organs have this ability. For example, the heart is particularly bad at healing damage, as is the brain, spinal cord, and many other vital organs. And while some creatures, such as salamanders, have the ability to regrow their limbs, this is currently beyond our body's ability. But one thing that scientists have wondered about for decades is if all of your cells came from stem cells, shouldn't there be some way of using stem cells to regenerate damaged tissue? For example, in Scotland recently, two people had stem cells injected into their eyes as part of a clinical trial to repair the corneas and restore their sight. What if this technique could be applied to repairing heart damage or spinal cord breaks or brain damage that occurs from strokes? 
The possibilities are endless. So if stem cell research is so awesome, why are so many people against it? Unfortunately, this is because the only way to obtain high-quality stem cells is to suck them out of fertilized blastocysts. The trouble is that many people find this a bit unacceptable. Since some people believe that life begins at fertilization, they consider the purposeful destruction of a blastocyst in the name of science to be akin to murder. Other groups say that it's okay to use a blastocyst up until it's about two weeks old because that's the last chance a blastocyst has to split into twins, the argument being that if a blastocyst can still split into twins, it really isn't an individual person yet. Others say that life doesn't really start until 40 days after fertilization, so any use of the blastocyst before that point is fine. Most stem cells being used in research today come from either in vitro fertilization patients who have donated their unused blastocysts or by using donated egg cells. Now, there are alternatives to embryonic stem cells, of course. As I mentioned, adults have stem cells in various organs, too. Unfortunately, these appear to be very limited in the types of cells they can create. For example, the stem cells in your bones can only make new blood cells. Another alternative is to do research on animal stem cells, which is a very active area of research. Unfortunately, people aren't rats, most of them anyway, and so a certain treatment that helps rats might actually be toxic to humans. Once again, I want to thank our advertiser, Stitcher Smart Radio. Did you know that you can hear Everyday Einstein while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio? With Stitcher's free app for mobile phones, you can get the latest episode of this show and lots of others. And when you download Stitcher to hear Everyday Einstein, you have a chance to win some money. You can find Stitcher in the App Store or at stitcher.com slash everyday. Download it, and then during the registration, hit the promo code box and enter QDT to be automatically entered to win a cash prize. You'll have access to all the QDT shows and thousands of other podcasts on demand. Always available, no downloading or syncing required. Well, there you have it, stem cell research in a nutshell. If you have more questions about this controversial research area, please leave them in the comments or send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein. Until next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for making sense of science. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs>